0: Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult, conspiracy and cryptid podcast. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Danielle.
0: <laughs> um happy Tuesday. That was a really long pause. <laughs> I needed to turn myself up a little bit, so
1: it's okay. I just didn't know what was going on. So I didn't want to say anything because I was like, Oh, maybe we'll have to start over. No. So we're good. That was funny. <laughs> i still can't go over how much i like this green in your living room now thank you it's really nice very uh, pretty.
0: okay so we are doing we're recording three episodes today we're gonna do our normal tuesday episodes yep and then we're gonna be putting out a get to know you episode An
1: anniversary up
0: um uh, which is
1: what day do you know I want to say it's Friday, this either this Friday or next Friday. I can look.
0: I feel like it was like the 16th or something. Yeah, I, so I'm I think pretty it's next sure Friday.
1: it's after Valentine's Day.
0: I think so too. So, yes, it, the 16th. We Valentine's are going to be putting that out. Um, hopefully people listen and are interested. I think after three years, I think we can do one episode about ourselves. <laughs> you would think.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And if you don't like it, we don't want to hear it. Just don't listen.
1: <laughs> there's that too.
0: Um. So my story, I'm going to be honest, is going to be a little bit shorter just because I knew we were going to be recording three.
1: Yeah, mine is probably going to be about about 20 minutes, 21, 22-ish, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, I think mine will probably
1: even be shorter than that. Okay. So we
0: can get into it. I don't think there's anything I really need to talk about. And if there is, we can talk about it in our... Yeah. Get to know you episode. So yep. Okay, I will just go ahead and get into it then. Uh this week I'm doing a story that I've been wanting to do since the beginning. <gasps> Ooh. And it's back to our roots. So I'm sure you know exactly what I want I'm going to be doing. And when I say our roots, I mean our roots like as a family. <laughs>
1: I have no idea. Yeah, you'll
0: know immediately Okay, when I start talking about it. I'm going to be doing two stories in one because the... Are these the Cloquet stories? Yes. Yes. Uh, Because the first story is very short. Yeah. But that's the one that we have a... personal connection to yeah yeah and then the second story
1: story is also very short yeah, <laughs> they they are pretty short stories only yay i'm so happy you're doing i these. except
0: for now i'm a little confused because i don't i feel like i don't know the second story you're talking about
1: what second story
0: well you say they you said there's two stories yeah so i only know of one but i feel like you're expecting t-
1: there's two stories is there yes whoops not two like family history stories but two cloquet stories yeah yeah okay I'm i looked confused. up well okay so i looked into them before i knew you you wanted to do them and i was like, okay that's. i don't fine. know
0: what them is i only know of one cloquet you, story that we were gonna do oh is what i'm saying i think
1: oh there's another one there's another cloquet story so. it's super short though like super short Everyone has a personal connection to us no not oh. necessarily okay that's where I was getting confused. Okay. Sorry. My bad. No, okay. I just meant like another, there's a story that's, it's either the same story just told differently or it's a different story completely because there were that few details on it when I looked into it. Interesting. Yeah. It was really weird. So.
0: And Sorry. I also thought about doing, and maybe I still will because I just didn't have the time to put it in this one. Yeah. But talking about the 1918 fire, ooh, that could be really. interesting. I thought that might be kind of interesting. So
1: I've also wanted to cover the 35W bridge collapse at some point, but not really a, a crime, right? You know. So I was like, nah, I don't know, I don't know if that counts.
0: So this week I'm going to be going to our parents' hometown, yes, of Cloquet, Minnesota, which is up north. For those of you who don't know, it's about. Twenty minutes south of
1: Duluth. I was gonna say what about 20, 25 minutes? Yeah,
0: south. at most.
1: Yeah. So straight shot down.
0: Yep. The first story I'm gonna to start off with is the murder of fourteen-year-old Kathleen Bodie, and I don't know how you ended up
1: ever hearing about this story. I think I was mom to told think me. Think of
0: like I just feel like I always knew of this. Yeah, I think this story.
1: M- m- I remember it being mom who told me, but I don't remember why. I don't either. Because it, it, she's not like really into true crime. No. So that doesn't feel like a story she would have, you know, because we used to ask for stories when we were kids. And she would tell us stories about her and her friends, but like. Yeah. I don't know why she would tell us this one. <laughs> I was just
0: trying to think of how I had even heard of it, but it just is, it's just one of those things that I just feel like I always remember hearing about in Okay. Yeah. So. On the morning of November 17th, 1966, Kathleen was dropped off at the Cloquet High School around 7 a.m. by her father, Russell, who was a machinist at the Northwest Paper Company, which is now savvy. savvy.
1: Was it pot it potlatch between the two, right?
0: I have no idea. Be well, because it was
1: potlatch for a while, for a long while. I didn't know it was called anything else. The North, Northwest Paper Company, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know it was ever called that. So, that is
0: the big paper company in Cloquet. It's I would say most, like I would not most, but a lot of people obviously work there. A huge employer up there. Yeah, um, our grandpa was the head engineer there. Yep, my mom's up. dad. So, we. Our um, mom worked there. My mom couple worked there. Summers. Our yeah. uncle
1: worked there for his entire life, his entire pretty life. much.
0: Yep. So it's just a staple of the town. Yep. So Kathleen was planning to go in early that day to practice her flute a bit before the school day actually started. Kathleen was a very talented flute player and was known to go early to school for practice and to help fellow man- fellow band members practice if they needed it. At 7.30 a.m., just 30 minutes after she had been dropped off at school, another student, 13-year-old Dan Rawson, entered the band room himself to get a little bit of drum practice in before the start of the school day, and this is when he made a terrible discovery. On the floor of the band room lay the nude body of Kathleen. She had been stabbed about 20 times. There was blood all over the tiny stage she was found on, as well as the curtain that covered the stage. A bloody towel was also found in the boys' locker room. Although at the time of the murder, there were about 75 students in the school and about 20 students in the music area itself, none of them reported hearing Kathleen scream or call for help. God. Police in Cloquet had two suspects right off the bat. The main suspect was a young male between the age of 17 and 18 wearing corduroy pants and a black ski jacket with red armbands. The young man was about five foot nine, with dark brown hair and a, quote, rough complexion. This man young man was seen by a bus driver near the school when he ended up running up running in front of the bus and crouching in front in the grass on the side of the road before taking off into the fog. Apparently it was super foggy this morning. Okay. That's not super weird behavior or anything. Right. So yeah, he ran in front of a moving bus and that's how the, the bus driver was like, Okay,
1: that was weird. Yeah.
0: Police Chief Charles Weslick, who is our great grandpa on our dad's side on our dad's side, and that is how we have a personal connection to this story. He was the Chief of Police in cloquet for a long time, and this I feel like was his biggest case,
1: yeah, I would agree,
0: and I think that's maybe how i we heard about it
1: yeah i I don't know I don't it's know so either. weird that I can't. Because it really is just, like, something that we've always known, right? Like, I just, I don't have a concrete memory of learning about it. I just have always known about it.
0: But I think this is why we like true true crime so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just, yeah. It's in our blood. It's in our blood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, police chief Charles Westlick said that he was told that the young man was then picked up by a motorist and was dropped off on the side of Highway 210, about 12 miles west of town. There was also a man with a beard who was between the ages of 50 and 55 that police wanted to talk to who was seen by a grocer outside of his uh, store, which is right around the school, around 7.40 a.m. They didn't say if the man was acting suspicious or why he stood out to the grocer, but he did enough for cops to be looking for him to have a chat. I think the main thing was that the grocer didn't recognize the person right and in a small town like cloquet especially back in the 1960s it kind of was a place where mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody right or at, at
1: least recognizes by sight, everybody like, oh, yeah he looks I, you know yeah i know who that guy is yeah but you don't really know who the they are
0: yeah so yeah. i think that was kind of why he was mentioned okay uh, the town of Coquet actually came together and raised a reward of nine thousand dollars to try to find out who had killed Kathleen. Which is kinda cool. That is pretty cool. For them to rally. Now, unfortunately, I don't know much about how they ended up finding who and who was the killer, right, in this case. Uh the there wasn't a lot of information online about this one. I wonder and if Tommy the, has more. He has this magazine.
1: Oh, and in the magazine,
0: that's where I first read the story. Okay. And it's like, it's pretty long. This, it's probably like 10 pages and it tells the whole story. Okay. So I was hoping to find, be able to find that online, but I couldn't. Okay, So I just had to go with what I got. So I know in that magazine, it goes a lot more in depth, but I don't have access to that right now. So
1: we could always do an update later. Yeah.
0: So, just a few short days after Kathleen's killing, on November 23rd, police arrested a 15-year-old named James Savage on first-degree murder charges. He was brought to St. Louis County Prison to arraignment, and in March of the next year, James pled guilty to the murder of Kathleen Bodie. James stated that he didn't have any ill will towards Kathleen and that he just committed murder because he had the
1: overwhelming urge to. Ugh, which is that's scary so
0: sad too especially at
1: 15 right and like how tragic for her family because it's really just like wrong, wrong place, place wrong, wrong time.
0: time yeah Ugh. he was sentenced to 40 years in prison that's now it? yeah and then here's this where it gets a little bit confusing too so by 1978 he was out of prison so huh. i don't know if he had not maybe not gone yet or, no, because that one makes... They literally caught him, like, like, days later.
1: So I don't know how or why he was Maybe out. because he was a juvenile? Juvenile? Maybe. That could be the only thing I can think of. It's like, well, he can only get X amount of time because he's only 15. Yeah.
0: And again, I I don't know if maybe that magazine explains it better or not. I can't remember for sure, but... weird. All I know is in 1978, James was out of prison and he approached two 19-year-old girls in Pine County, exposing himself to them and demanding that they get into his car. The two girls refused, and that's when James took a twenty-two semi semi-automatic rifle and shot one of the girls twice in the chest. Jesus Christ. He then forced the other girl into his car and left her friend on the side of the road for dead. He drove her to a cemetery where he sexually assaulted her, then physically shoved her out of the car. He was then... So that she was able to get a contact with police, tell them what happened, and they were able to, you know, put out a, be on the lookout. <laughs> okay. He was then seeing, driving through Olivigyle, O-L-I-V-I-G-L-E, Olive
1: Olivigyle? <laughs> how come you didn't text Tommy and say, how do you say this?
0: I don't even know. It's in Malax. It's not even near First oh. Lake. Or, no,
1: I- <laughs> no but okay. you're correct. That's not near First Lake.
0: Um <laughs> and the Malex County Sheriff, Russ Iverson, and deputy sheriff Tom Bosser gave chase to James's car. For a hot second I thought you were gonna say Tom Prune.
1: I was like, no. no.
0: <laughs> Tom Bosser ended up parking his car across the road on highway twenty three. Like uh di- like so he was
1: like blocking the road. Blocking the road. Okay.
0: James then proceeded to crash into Sheriff Deputy Tom's car, pushing it a hundred feet sideways down the road. Oh my God! Yeah, James was killed in the crash, and sh- Sheriff Deputy Tom was severely injured. So he did end up by- dying in nineteen seventy-eight. If Damn. he was fifteen in nineteen sixty-six, he would have been twenty-seven. Eight? No, twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, yeah twelve because it was twelve years. So. Damn. Is it bad of me to say it doesn't sound like it was much of a loss? No, I don't think that's bad because like he sounds like it was a terrible human being. Did did the friend survive or? I do not know. Okay, it didn't I'm gonna say she was dead. You know what? For my own happiness, I'm gonna assume she survived. I think she. I feel like she might have because a twenty two isn't that big. Yeah, I don't so know. So if you're hit, it's a with, rifle. So, oh, I suppose. I also. I was just. I was saying the the little twenty twos. So this school is uh,
0: still standing Mm -hmm. in cloquet uh it's obviously not the high school what is it now i believe it was a the middle it was the middle school up until
1: not long ago not
0: that long ago at all or maybe it was like a central learning center i did i had to go in there once when i was coaching dance team was it spooky
1: were you like this place is haunted
0: yeah that place is for sure haunted so it's not used as a school anymore. Okay. It is actually an apartment building.
1: Oh. So they converted the classrooms That's into apartments? That's kind of cool. Apartments. That's kind of cool. I would lo- I would love to do that.
0: And I did read on a ghost website like some people who live there are like yeah, it's definitely haunted.
1: She's definitely still here. I need to get in there.
0: Uh she and I mean, I feel like we always heard stories like, Oh, that you could still see the blood on the, yeah. the curtain. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, all that yeah stuff. So pretty tragic to be I killed at school.
1: Vaguely recall Uncle Brian being at the school too. Like during mm. when that happened. Because mom was born in what, sixty four? 60- I thought it was two. Dad's sixty two. So then yeah, sixty four. So and Uncle Brian is 16 years older than her so no he he might have gone to school with her is he 14 no. no he's 12 years older sorry 12 years older right So
0: he, i don't know you're asking the wrong girl
1: because there's i think there's like eight years between
0: he would have been uh old enough to know yeah what was happening for sure
1: yeah i feel like he like was at the school or he went to that school or he went to school with her or there was like some connection with him and her too but i don't i can't say that for sure for sure
0: Gosh, that would have been, would have been so nice to be
1: able to ask him about that. Yeah. Just like what he remembers, you know. Right. From that time. Or even Aunt Gail would maybe know some things. Maybe. Because, I mean, obviously mom's not going to be conscious of that. No.
0: <laughs> that. No. So, pretty interesting story. I would say one of the,
1: wouldn't
0: you say like, that's like a, one of the biggest crime stories in Cluquet?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I I think actually long-time listeners will have have known the name charlie Westlake because we talked about him in our football that football episode Mm -hmm. too because he was the one that played for the pre-vikings team the duluth eskimos yes i believe they were called uh the movie leatherheads is about them
0: so there's our little personal connection story uh the second one i'm going to be talking about is the story of trina langenbrenner Trina was a 33-year-old mother of three who was a part of the Fond du Lac band of Ojibwe Native Americans Okay, when she was last seen hitchhiking in the early morning hours of September 3,
1: 2000. Whoa, that's a lot more recent than I thought you were going to say.
0: Yeah. The next morning, she was found brutally stabbed off the side of a rural road by a passerby passerby on the Fond du Lac reservation, which is... Basically. Basically in town. Yeah. <laughs> she was about six miles from where she was last seen. She had 29 stab wounds on her torso, back, and face. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot. It was confirmed through autopsy that she had died from severe blood loss, and unfortunately, she had been sexually assaulted prior to mm. her death. It also seemed that her killer had attempted to set her body on fire, which oh. is just so fucked up.
1: That's horrible. Because what
0: you did apparently wasn't enough.
1: Right. Well, I'm supposed they were trying to like hide the identity. You know, I'm sure
0: or evidence, but Ugh. it's just fucked. Oh God. Unfortunately there was a lack of leads in the case right off from the start. Please talk to a man who had been with his cousin driving around one thirty to two AM that morning. When they came across Trina walking down the side of the road, they did stop and talk to her, but they declined declined to give her a ride when they realized how intoxicated she was. Uh, the two men; These two men were cleared in this case, so it was just as, like they were probably the last people to see her alive.
1: Oh, that's so sad. And don't you think you'd just have so much I guilt? would have a little survivor's guilt, I think, yeah. yeah. I be mean, like, if I'd just been like, okay, fine, get in the car, like knowing that she would have gotten home safe.
0: Right. But obviously. But you can't know that. right? Right. Yeah. They also learned that Trina and her husband, Sean, were currently going through a divorce, and they immediately talked to Sean, and although he admitted to slapping Trina during their marriage, he claimed to know nothing about Trina's death. And again, ultimately, he was cleared in this case as well. Investigators believed that Trina had known her killer and that she had put up a fight against them. In August of 2010, so we're 10 years later. Whoa. Yep, unfortunately. So it we really went cold. Uh, police finally got a break in the case. They got a tip from a man named Charlie. <laughs> Not related, obviously.
1: <laughs> no, because he's he's been dead for a while. Yeah. So.
0: He reportedly said a man named Joseph Couture had confessed to killing Trina. With this tip, police went and talked to Joseph's ex-wife, who provided them with some more information. Such as the night of Trina's murder, Joseph had come home covered in blood. And sign. he had burned his clothes and drove to a swamp and thrown a knife into the water.
1: Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. He also
0: confessed to his wife the next morning that he had killed Trina. And he said that he would kill her, too, if she went to the police. So out of fear for her own life. She kept it to herself. Which you can't blame her for. No, I don't. You know. Especially, like, obviously he's capable of...
1: Yeah, he's of murdering right. a complete stranger. Like... So, I don't blame her at all.
0: At this time, police were able to use advanced DNA technology to retest some DNA that had been found at the scene, and that DNA ended up being a match for Joseph, and he was arrested in 2012 for the murder of Trina.
1: Nicely done.
0: Joseph did end up confessing to the killing, thankfully. Uh, He said he was driving home from a bar when he saw Trina walking down the side of the road. He stopped and decided to pick her up and give her a ride. He said that Trina had threatened him with a knife when he said he wasn't going to take her the full distance she wanted to go. And a verbal fight ensued before he stabbed her twice. Then at this point, Trina was like, "Okay, I'm going to call the cops because you just stabbed me. And Joseph started to violently beat and tap her to get her to not do that. So obviously some of this doesn't match what we knew of the case. Obvi- right. Like the sexual assault obviously is right. not in here. So, you know, but I don't really. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I don't really believe this account. There was another person who told investigators that Joseph had told them that he believed he was going to have sex with Trina that night, but she refused him. He snapped and that's when um things became, you know, violent. Which I think matches the story a little bit better than what
1: Yeah. His story does. Yeah, he's trying to save his own ass by saying with self defense. Yeah. My ass it was. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: So although he does confess, it's like
1: It's a bullshit confession. Yeah, we don't
0: I don't really believe it.
1: Yeah. I I'm with you. I don't I don't think that's true there.
0: So He ended up pleading guilty to intentional second-degree murder, first-degree aiding and abetting aggravated witness.
1: Oh, for threatening his wife? For threatening his wife, -wife. witness
0: tampering, and aiding and abetting first-degree arson, I'm assuming, for trying to uh, light the body on fire. Okay. And he was sentenced to 39 years in prison with a release date of September 7th, 2038.
1: Well, let's hope he dies first. We can only hope. Not to be callous, but... He is a cold blooded murderer. Yeah. Who sounds like a piece of shit. So,
0: yeah. So, there are my two cloquet stories. There's, unfortunately, there's a lot of crime up there that I, I could have picked from. So, maybe That's I'll surprising. do some
1: more specific. Because it's such a small town, and I'm, you know, like, you don't think of it being like a hub of crime, you know, like a dangerous area. Like, I've never felt uncomfortable there.
0: No, I don't I agree with you on that. The my only thing is it's quite uh there's a little bit of a drug problem.
1: Yes. There. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I, would agree. I mean our uncle own. literally worked in the drug court.
0: Yeah, so, so. you know, whenever there's drugs involved things that's tend true. to that's true. You're right. Be a little bit more violent. So this I could I could do another episode of Cloquet Stories and maybe I will one day. But those yeah. are the two I chose for this time. So. Cool. My
1: uh, We should really figure out how to get Tommy on the podcast. Yeah. Do a little interview with him.
0: My sources are newspapers.com. Um I had an article from the Minneapolis Star and newspapers.com I had an article from the Daily Journal. So I actually got to read like newspaper articles from That's cool. By the time yeah that's always kind of fun to do. Yeah. pjefamilyresearch.blogspot.com newspaperarchive.com, investigationdiscovery.com, and sportskita.com, which I, that's kind of interesting that Yeah, a sports site, but that is what it is. So there we go. Like I said, nice and short, but
1: yeah, that was interesting. I had never heard of the second story for sure. I'm wondering what the other story I was thinking of is. Yeah,
0: I'm also wondering. It You don't know?
1: No, I, no, I don't. Did it's, Tommy
0: give us one or something?
1: Maybe. Mm, the, Tommy gave me the thirty-five, uh, bridge collapse. He thought that'd be an interesting episode because it was kind of towards the beginning where you were getting a little bit of true crime fatigue. Mm. And you were like, "I just need a little break." So can you do something that's not super dark? Yeah. And so I'd asked him if he had any ideas, and that was when he gave me.
0: Hmm. Maybe we'll have to ask, but yeah there we go there's my episode for this it's not week. like
1: we're gonna spend a whole week with him this month or anything. right yeah <laughs> so
0: okay to my sources so you yes to
1: do- um oh my god so- socials i couldn't what yeah. i couldn't remember that word socials mw madness podcast at gmail that is also our instagram and midwest madness podcast group on facebook Perfect. So we hope you guys have a great rest of your
0: week and we will talk to you guys next Tuesday.
1: Bye.